atmosphere they cannot control and would familiarize them with the sensation of the actual experience. Mr. Kern grudgingly gave the jury a brief history of this new technology. It was made possible through a complicated process that maps the vast neural network of the human mind, isolating any given memory and reproducing it in a virtual format. FPV, first-person viewing, was a new procedure being utilized by the court systems, and it left no room for reasonable doubt. It was revolutionizing the legal system, and this jury would be the first to take part in this new technology. Mr. Lyons, began the exasperated Lars Kern, shaking his head. As I indicated quite thoroughly before the demonstration, you cannot interact with the holographic content. This demonstration, he put particular emphasis on the word, was intended to give you all an idea of what the true experience will be like, though it differs in one important way, which you will quickly discern upon commencement of the trial, he finished, still looking directly at Mr. Lyons with visible distaste. He was now red-faced and staring down at his big feet. Mr. Kern was a bit of an officious jerk, and he made that fact apparent in every way. From his shiny, laminate, expensive suit to his perfectly styled, wax-like hair, he was a vain man, and very short and pudgy as well, with a temper to match his stature. He always looked as though he were perpetually repulsed by a horrible odor that lingered just beneath his upturned nose. I'm very sorry, Mr. Kern. I, it was so real. I stammered Mr. Lyons, but then stopped talking when Mr. Kern waved a dismissive hand. No need for explanations, Mr. Lyons. Just please keep this lesson in mind during the trial, said Mr. Kern, and then addressed the entire group. People, pay attention, please, he paused, looking around at the jurors to make sure he had their attention. That will be all for today. Please report back to this building, courtroom 4B, Third floor, tomorrow morning, 7.30 sharp, as the trial begins promptly at 8, and the trial techs will need some time to prepare you for the FPV process. He gave one last brief glance around the room and briskly strode out the door. The jurors began filing out of the holosim room in pairs, discussing the simulation, some chuckling at Mr. Lyon's futile attempt at heroics. Bringing up the rear was Tavery, purposely lagging behind to avoid his fellow jurors, still fairly abashed by his actions. As he exited the courthouse, he saw a young woman standing at the top of the stairway that led to the sidewalk below. She saw Mr. Lyons emerge from the revolving doors and approached him smiling with a kindness in her eyes. Hi, Mr. Lyons, she said, extending her hand in greeting. My name is Sarah Wilforth. I'm on the same jury you are. Tavery returned the smile and shook her petite hand gently and said, Hi, Sarah. Nice to meet you. He had a daughter of his own and couldn't help being reminded of her by this young lady standing before him. His daughter, Kari, was away at college and was roughly the same age as this girl, perhaps a year or two younger, but with similar brown eyes and shoulder-length brunette hair. This should be an interesting experience, eh? She said, her smile faltering for a second. Tavery saw the trepidation come into her eyes and understood why. This new technology was a little bit scary, 
considering the fact that people can now see through the eyes of others, like temporarily becoming a different person whose actions you cannot control. You're along for the ride, but unable to steer the vehicle. Nodding his head, Tavery said, Yes, I agree. It should be an unforgettable experience. They were both less than excited about the following day's trial, and they both saw it in each other's faces, yet still tried to put up a brave front. They walked down the stairs onto the sidewalk and stopped there, both obviously waiting to hail a cab. Ms. Wilforth began to speak, but was suddenly almost knocked off her feet by a young Hispanic boy, maybe 12 years old, riding a hover bike much faster than he should have been. Tavery reached out and steadied her as he turned his head and yelled, Hey, watch where you're going, kid! The speeding youth didn't look back or offer an apology, but just kept on going, blissfully unaware of the world around him, thanks to the tiny media devices hidden in his ears.